This is one reason why they charge you, because because they charge you and based on what they charge you, that's how you determine quality. You go get a cotton T-shirt, you put a name on it, you charge $100, you think that cotton T-shirt is better than the other cotton T-shirt that costs five. Because you've been trained that way. My wife wanted to buy me a Gucci, not a Gucci, a coach bag. For my, our anniversary. It's a beautiful looking bag. A little bigger than what I usually carry, you know, and so I didn't I didn't want it. The original price of the bag was four hundred and some dollars. It was on sale. Um, I told my wife it's still not worth it. The bag was plastic. Go to the coach store. Fill the bag, nothing but plastic. You want me to pay $400 for his name? No. I can get the same bag, take his name off, and pay $30 for it. So what did we do? We went to TJ Maxx. She bought me a bag for 20 bucks. See, you, my mindset has changed. Now, I walk in here, oh, that's a coach? No, that's an overpriced bag. That's what it is. My mindset has changed. I'm not trying to impress you or nobody else. I needed the bag to carry my stuff. I don't need the bag for you to look at. It fulfilled its purpose and still saved me $300. At first, she got upset with me. She did. I want to get you a gift, and you always don't want me to spend money. I, wanna, I said, baby, I know you love me. You don't have to buy me coach to show that you love me. I'm being honest with you. That's what I told her. You, you spend money on me. And I'm like, I get you what you want and what you need. This is not what I want. What I want is a bag. That's it. I don't need Coach. I don't need Gucci. She went in Tommy Hilfiger. I don't need him either. <laughs> Only none of them. All I need is a bag. If it fulfills it, wonderful. If it don't, then I don't need it. Do you understand what I'm saying? You got to change your mindset. And once your mindset getting... In connection with God, it's a lot of stuff that Satan has trained you on that is, you're going to change the way you think about it. A three-car garage house does not make it a home. You can live in an apartment and have more of a home than a three-car garage. There's no need to have luxury with misery. Come on, y'all. Let me explain something to you, what I went to explain to you last week. You was made in the image and likeness of God. And the kingdom of heaven was made in the image and likeness of the kingdom of God. Let me say that again. You were made in the image and likeness of God, which means you're a little gods. The kingdom of heaven was made in the image and likeness of the kingdom of God, which means the kingdom of heaven is a colony from the kingdom of God, which means what happens in the kingdom of God can actually happen in the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus even told you that. He told you what's going to be done on earth will also be done in heaven. Everything lines up perfectly. It does. The, power, the problem is Satan has stole our kingdom. Use your words to build his kingdom. Notice what I said. Use your words to build his kingdom. He even made, it, he even made fun of it because most of you, you know, as I was explaining to this, most of you probably didn't listen to Great Day Ministry Delaware this morning. But uh, as I was explaining to Great Day Ministry uh, Delaware this morning, it's the fact that, um, you know, Satan even took Disney. And he, and he made a mockery to God. That's what he did. 
He create movies. He uses technology, and he gets you to love it. And that's why God said, he who loveth this life, meaning if you love this kingdom, you will lose it, your life. Hear what I'm saying? He said, but he that hateth this kingdom or this life, he said, shall gain eternal life. See, see, you guys don't know demonology. See, there's a bet going on. See, the bet is that those demons that got kicked out of heaven is trying to tell God that we can build a kingdom better than the people who you made kings. So he stole your kingdom and he became a king when he was your servant. An angel or a messenger, they are servants of God. Angels are messengers, they're servants of God. Angels are messengers, they're servants of God. If angels are messengers and they're servants of God and God made you little gods, then angels are also your servants. That's why they come and they watch over you. It's sort of like the secret service that watch over the president is the same secret service that watch over the child. Do you understand what I'm saying? That means the children of the president also have secret service. To this day, President Obama still has secret service, and so do Sasha. Why? She's the child of the king. But what happened is, is the secret service felt like they should be president, and they turned Sasha into a whore. Barack is just an example if you're watching. Turned Sasha into a whore, and now Sasha served the Secret Service. It's not properly done. That's what you're doing. God has taken your kingdom and pimped you when you're supposed to be mastering him. Let me show you. Just, just wait with it. I want you to understand that there's an alignment that Jesus came. The problem is we don't see the alignment, so we don't know how to work it either. He tried to tell you in so many ways, 90% of the gospel is about the kingdom of heaven. And if you go to chapter 13 of Mark, he's going to say, the kingdom of heaven is like, the kingdom of heaven is like. Last week we was there. The kingdom of heaven is like, the kingdom of heaven is like this. The kingdom of Why is he doing that? Because he knows that you have no idea what the kingdom of heaven is like. So he's using parables, the things that you do understand, to try to explain to you something that you don't understand. And some of you still don't understand it. But you feel good about what you think is this kingdom. He even set church up to make you feel good, but with no power. Jesus said, greater things you will do. You haven't done it, but you're okay with it. The problem is, why are you okay with it? If you are promised something, some of you got some of you file for your income tax. Let's just say they say you're getting five thousand dollars back. Then you get a check for a thousand. Tell me you won't get upset. You'll be like, what happened to my other four thousand? Because it was due to you. Why you're so comfortable living the way you are when so much more was due to you? You should get upset. And when the children of God get upset, the host of heaven has to respond. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Okay, let's get with it. There's a rapper that I know. And uh, I like him. I mean, mine is all the profanity sometimes, but I like, I like him. It's ludicrous. 
everybody in here who's been in this ministry for a while, I'm always using Ludacris in that particular song. When I move, you move. Just like that. And I say that because when, when God wants us to move, we have to move when God wants us to move. You can't move too slow, and you can't move ahead of him, which means you can't move too fast. You have to move when God moves, just like that. But I want to show you something. I want to show you how God has aligned the kingdoms. Now, um, if you can get John, put John up on the board, first chapter of John. I want to show you something. And most of you saw this, but you didn't know what was talking about. Now, Jesus saw Nathaniel coming towards him and said to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed. That depicts Nathaniel's character. He knows Nathaniel. Nathaniel knows himself well enough. Jesus see him coming from afar. I want you to think about someone you never met, and they call out to you, not your name, your character. And you know it's accurate. Listen, in whom is no deceit, okay? Why are you stopping for this? Nathaniel said to him, how do you know me? Notice how Nathaniel responded. He just called his character out. He didn't say, hey, Nate, what's up? All he did was call out his character. And Nathaniel said, how do you know me? Right? And then look what Jesus answered and said. Before Philip called you, which means that how do you know Philip called me? First of all, okay, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Which means you know if you, know, if you read before this, he was under the fig tree before Philip saw him. But Jesus is telling Nate, before Philip saw you, I saw you under the tree. And then Philip found you, right? And look what and Nathaniel said. Nathaniel answered and said, Rabbi, which is mean teacher. Notice at the end of that sentence, there's an exclamation mark. So when he said, what? He said, before Philip found you, I saw you sitting under the fig tree. Nathaniel responded, teacher, thou art the son of God. That, whoa, whoa. That's the first chapter. See, John wanted you to know that Nate said it before Peter. In Peter's gospel, you know, he ain't mentioned what Nate said. He only mentioned what he said. But when he said it, you are the king of Israel. That means he did understand that the Messiah is also supposed to be the king. He just didn't understand all the responsibilities of the king. Look how Jesus responded, right? Jesus answered and said, wait, just because I said I saw you on an victory, huh? You believe? Listen, believe. Believe is pestivo. In Greek, it means to entrust and implement. Do you understand? Did you, did you, this is not your regular belief. It means to entrust and implement. See, this is why I told you, stop thinking about faith. It's the substance of faith. No, that's the power of faith. When you trust God, it produces a substance. When you believe you entrust it and you implement it. Faith is trust. Belief is taking that trust and making action with it. That means you got to do something with belief. Oh, God. Look what Jesus said. He said, you believe? He said, watch this. You will see greater things than these. Why? 
just because he believed. Jesus said, just because you believe, you're going to see much greater than what you see. You're going to see better than what you see now. Look what he tells him. He said, and he said to him, most assuredly, if you have your Bibles, outline that. Most, that means I guarantee it. That's what Jesus is telling him. I'm guaranteeing. He said, I say to you, after this day, which means he blessed him with the gift. He said, after this day, you shall see heaven open. Whoo. You're going to see heaven open. He didn't classify which heaven. He just said, you're going to see heaven open. And the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Now, what does that mean? I'm going to tell you real shortly what it means. It simply means, because we always look at that, and God in the first time did it. If you remember with uh, 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 Israel, when he was under the um, sleeping by the well, he had a dream, Jacob's ladder, right, before he became Israel, Jacob. And he saw angels ascending and descending. You know, people, I, people had dreams and say angels ascending and descending. They don't know what it means. Let, let, let me explain to you what it means. What it means is whatever you do, Whatever is said, whatever is done, y'all get this. Please get this. Whatever is said, whatever is seen is what's said. Whatever is believed and implemented, belief, trusting in what you hear, trusting in what you said, okay, it goes up to God. Angels going up. This is a visual. Okay. It goes up to God. God gets it. And he sends it back down to earth and manifests it. Whatever you say, whatever you see, even though it's not there yet, that's why it's called faith. Even though it went up, you trust it. That's faith. The substance of things. What substance? My substance is the trust. I don't see my house. I don't see the 100,000. I don't see it, but I trust it. And it goes up to heaven. God said, I have to do what he said because he's a part of me. So whatever you say, whatever you do, it goes up. Then what? God sends it back down and manifests it. First, it must happen in the kingdom of God. Once it happened in the kingdom of God, it manifests in the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because they are aligned together. So God is basically saying, not only you have to move when I move, but watch this. He said, but when you move, I move. Oh, y'all don't get this. God said, I want you to move when I move. Why? Because when you move, I move. Oh, my God. You, you think, I'm, okay, watch this. You don't, you don't believe me. Okay. Go to the Matthew one. Go to the Matthew one. Remember this. Let me show you something. Show you something. Uh, he says this. And I also said to you, say to you, that you are Peter. He said, a rock. He said, that you are a rock. And upon this rock, he planned on words. I will build my church. See, the church is not a business. It's not. Folks, the reason why the church is not a business, listen, because it depends on your heart and your giving to survive. A business depends on a product. We don't have a product. No, we don't. You're not a product. You are produce. Your produce has a seed. A church is a seed. 
It is a seed planted by God. Satan wants to destroy that seed. But look what God says. He said, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell, or Hades, shall not prevail against it. It wants to destroy the seed of God. Reason why you are seed is because he knew Israel will fail. Israel was the first seed planted to be an example to the world. Only problem with Israel, they start making their God their God, meaning it's their God. It's sort of like if I give uh, my brother Calvin here $100 and say, hey, Calvin, you know, take, uh, take Deacon Harper and, uh, you know, uh, Egypt and Gerald, you know, y'all ain't much, man, but hey, that's $30 a piece and y'all can go to dinner. Calvin takes the 100 Okay, cool. He takes the 100 and <laughs> leaves. And I'm looking at Calvin like, dude, dude what are you doing? You're supposed to, this is my money. And then Deacon Harper, you come up to him and say, hey, where you get that money from? My God gave it to me. Or my pastor gave it to me. But I'm your pastor and your pastor and your pastor, but he ain't telling you that pastor blessed. See, see, that's what Israel did. They took the blessings of God and said, he's my God. And the world became envy of Israel. And the world disliked Israel because Israel hoarded their God to a point that they got so envy of them that they said, forget you then. I build my own God. So they start building gods. And they start saying, well, my God is better than your God. And then you wonder why we got all these gods because Israel failed. <laughs> but listen, listen what I'm saying. So the church is a seed. He said, I'm going to build my church. He's going he to plant this seed, and it should not prevail against it. Keep going. Watch this. Listen, listen. He said, and I will give you, listen, listen. He's talking to Peter and the disciples, Nathaniel too. Look what he says. He said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Huh? What's this? He said, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. What, what is he saying? He said, I'm giving you the keys to open up heaven. The same thing he told Nathaniel. The only thing he told different with Nathaniel is, Nate, you're going to see it open. Oh, y'all missing this. He told all the disciples, even though Nate is the only one that's going to see it open, he's going to see the angels going up and going down. I'm giving all of you a key. So whenever you want to open up heaven, watch this, what he said. Whatever you bound here on earth, the angel's going to take it up and God's going to bound it in heaven. And whatever you bound or loose on earth, God is going to send it right down. He's going to loose it in heaven. Whatever you do here, I do it there. So when you move, I move. Just like that. But you got to get there. That's why you watch what you say. That's why he told you anger but don't sin. Sin means don't speak something out of my character. Don't speak something out of my will. That's why you can't let the devil get to you. He ticked me off. And God, well, I'm like, God, just pray. Just, just help me. I got to preach this word, but I'm, I'm, I'm a little perturbed. I'm in my feeling. God said, well, stop what you're doing. Don't get up there and preach my word and you and your feelings. Y'all got to get what I'm saying. God said, ah, call, call my men and women up. Let's get rid of this thing. Let's clean this thing out because when you preach my word, I got to obey because I put it in you. Do you know why Elijah died? Because he asked to. Do you know why when he called fire from heaven, even though he watered that thing to was drowned and soaking wet? 
Because he asked for it. What didn't Elijah ask for? He's a prophet of God. Whatever Elijah asked for, God must do. Did you think God wanted to take Elijah? No. But Elijah said, I'm done. Be careful what you say. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Satan is, remember what the word says. You're going to preach to people who got eyes but can't see. And who got ears but cannot hear. And when you preach and you preach and you preach, you get tired because people, oh, that was a good word. But they don't do nothing with it. Think about it. If I'm tired, God got to be like, oh, my God. Even Jesus said, how long shall I be here? Did, did you, did you, did, did, Mark 9, Jesus had just came off the mountain when this happened. Before when he was on the mountain, the other couple of disciples went with him, the elite disciples. The other disciples were down on the ground. When the other disciples were down on the ground, the man with his son came to the disciples and said, hey, can you cast out this, this spirit? That's into my son. They keep throwing him in the water, and he's falling all over. He's convulsing. Can, can you can? But the disciples couldn't cast him out. So when, when Jesus came down, he wanted to know what the crowd was about and why everybody was around his disciples. So Jesus was like, what's going on? So the man came to him and said, uh, well, I brought my son. He, he suffered from uh, epilepsy. He's from this demon, this, this demonic spirit. But, but your... Uh, your disciples could not cast him out. Jesus responded now. Jesus said, how long shall I dwell with this, gener this perverse generation, this, this wicked generation? You, you got to hear what I'm saying. He was upset because you are not listening. That's what he was looking at, the disciples. So then the man said, well, if you can have compassion on us, meaning me and my son, and if you can do anything, Jesus was looking at him like, if, what? If I can do anything. See, listen, you, you can't have an if mentality. That's why some of you, some of you come to church and you are looking for magic. Listen, this ain't Disney. This is not the magic kingdom. Miracles happen in the kingdom, but that's not magic. That's your word. Oh, my God. Your word is not magic, it's miracles. You make things happen. How? Because you are made in the image and likeness of God. And whatever proceeds out of your mouth shall not return it to you void, but it shall accomplish wherever you send it. It won't come back void. Why? You're a child of God. Speak healing. Speak deliverance. Speak to your money. Speak to your children. But watch what you say. What did he say? He said, if you could do anything, what did Jesus say? Psh, if, I, if I can have compassion, if, 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 if I can do anything, if you can believe, Jesus got a little upset. Come on, man. Jesus was first upset that his cousin just got beheaded. He was in his feelings. Look how he responded to the man. If you have compassion, if you can do anything, you know, just do anything. Whatever you can do, I'll be appreciative. Jesus was like, if... And Jesus said, if you can believe, you won't have to come to me. That's what he was saying. If you can believe, you don't have to come to me. Because all things are, did he say all? He said all, did, did he say all? Okay, so if you can believe, 
all things are possible to you if you can believe. The man said, I believe. Oh, God. Listen, stop reading it like, I believe. Oh, Lord, have my love. No, 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 no. It was like this. I believe. There was a time there. It was quiet. And the man was, why? Why ain't nothing happening? Why ain't nobody doing nothing? He must know I really don't believe. Jesus like, Okay, Lord, help my unbelief. See, y'all reading it like it happened like, no, 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 no. Jesus, sit there and look at it, man, please. See, you can come in here, you can say what you want to say. But it don't manifest until you really believe what you say. Nothing happens till you start believing what you say. In, in, in prophecy class, we start dealing with meditation. And meditation is hard to do. And I was telling them that there's a hovering between, there's, there's a space that's between sleep and proper meditation. In fact, if you meditate properly, and a few people actually did it, I think it was Cola, Kayla, um, not sure if it was Sister Evans, but I'm going to call everybody's name out. But I think it was a few people in the class who actually did it. And, 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 I, and, I, and I know one of them did it because one of them said, it was so crazy that I was asleep and I heard myself snoring. Have you ever done that? Have you, I mean, you know you sleep, eyes closed, laying down, but you can hear yourself snoring. If you know what to do, you could have stepped further out. See, meditation is like death. You notice Jesus never used the word death. He always said he sleep. Because true sleep, now, you can get to the REM. The REM is meant with rapid eye movement. That's when you really sleep, and that's when you start dreaming. Did you know that you cannot dream unless you get to the REM? You cannot dream. Now, you may dream a little bit, but you won't remember your dream. Your, your dreams happen when you get to the REM. Everybody dreams, don't get me wrong. But you remember those dreams when you get, that's because you're at that deep sleep that you can actually be separated. Y'all got to look at this. But right before that, there's what, what, what in, in, in uh, social work and psychology we call the firmament. So it's, it's ironic that they call it the firmament, but the same thing of the, of, of the uh, first chapter of Genesis. Well, there's a firmament. That means there's a golf period. Within that golf period, and see, here's the thing. See, uh, yoga teaches you this without God. Y'all pack yoga, pay big money, come to church, you give a dollar and don't believe it. Same teaching that Satan stole and pimped it to you. Everything in this Bible, you paid big money for until you got in God's house. Then you wanted it free and didn't appreciate it. Oh, y'all looking at me. I'm telling you the truth. Illuminati, Illuminati is the same thing as illumination. That's what it means. It's illuminating the world what the power of speaking can do without telling them they're a child of God. Why? Because they, they depend on the person who showed or illuminated it to them. So what they have to do? They pay big money. Why? Because Satan can't produce wealth. God can See, God doesn't need your money. He tests you. Satan needs your money because once he's done with you, he's going to give it to somebody else like Justin Bieber. He take Michael Jackson and, okay, you're done. Okay, go on. Then he take Justin Bieber 
And when he's done with Justin Bieber, he'll hook him on drugs, make him lose all his money because I got a new person coming up. I got to give him. That, that's, he, he used you, abused you, then he throw you away. God don't need it. With God's system, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. No, his seat. Whatever God give you, it stays with you and in your generation. Y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. Let me, let me show you something else. Okay. You see this, right? When God is aligning everything, I want to show you something. Go to uh, Second Chronicles. Let me show you all something. Okay, let me show you something. Because you're going to look at me like, well, pastor, yeah, you know, you know, this and this and that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, can I, can I say something to you? I want you to, I want you to know, well, pay attention to something. Even though it's, it's not that much. Okay. Um, do you notice that he talked about heaven open to two men who confessed who he was? Think, think about it. Both those men, what they had in common before they even knew each other. What they had in common that both of them confessed that he was the son of God. And because they both confessed that he was the son of God, one was able to see it and benefit it. The other one may, couldn't see it, but he was able to benefit it from the heaven's opening. There's a song about the opening of heaven. Do, do, do y'all know what I'm talking about? I say, I don't, I don't, I'm not a psalmist, but maybe they know. But they, they talk about blessed. Folks, I'm telling you, I don't know how the words go. I, I got I to gotta look at it. But when you talk about an open heaven, I want you to understand that you, it's, that's when you are making a phone call. That's when you're, when, when God opens up heaven, that means he's welcoming your request and sending down the answer. What you call a blessing. What the kingdom of heaven calls naturality. It's natural. Oh, God bless. And Satan, when, when, whenever you get miracles and stuff done, you get, oh my God, did you see what happened? God wants you to get to a point. That's why he hated miracles. When they said, well, can you show us a sign? Can you show us a miracle? That's why God got mad. Do you realize that God does not like miracles? He said, oh, wicked and perverse generation, you always want a sign, i.e. a miracle. Why did he say that? If you trust me, you can make miracles happen every day. You just want something special so you can gloat about it. Y'all don't know who you are. Listen to me. We're talking about the alignment. Watch this one. Look at this. He said, if my people, notice the first word, if, if my people who are called by my name, number one, humble, number two, pray, talk to me. First of all, don't think that you're better than what you are. Okay, stay in your lane. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm going to say. Humble and pray. So, in other words, listen, listen. Some of y'all, <laughs> some of y'all <laughs> preachers think that you, you can command God. Y'all know I'm not lying. Father, yes, God. We need a healing right now, God. Do it right now, God. Yes, God, right now. God, like, who this nigga talking to? You think I'm lying. And y'all get all excited about it. You don't command God. God, I want you to do this next week. Do it next week. Well, I'm going to fast and pray to next week. God's like, don't, don't put no time limit on me. Y'all doing it all wrong. He said, humble yourself, God, if it's in your will. You got to come to him right God, Father, you know, I, I, I'm a sinner saved by your grace. I have no right or authority to ask you for anything, but if it's in your will, can you do? Come to him right. 
You don't come to your mom's house. Mom, why I ain't got no water on the table? Mom, can you imagine? I'm thinking about Eva May. My mom is going to be like, you must have came in the wrong house. Go back out and come in differently. That's, you, you, I, you don't know my mom. And if I get too indignant and start raising my voice like some of y'all preachers do, I'm going to get popped in my mouth. And you wonder why God pop y'all sometimes in the mouth. He pops you. You think it was your wife or your husband, but no, it was God who popped you. It wasn't them. Girl, you hit me last night, got my nose bleeding. You were sleeping all while. I ain't touch you. Nope, she didn't. God just in your sleep like. Here we go. Here we go. Listen. If you humble, pray, and do what? Seek my face. I, meaning what? I need you to learn about me. I want you to know about me. Study to show thyself approved for me, not for an A. Somebody was telling me, you know, in one of the classes, like, I don't know if I pass, you know. I said, listen, it's, it's not about your grade. It's about what you learn. I don't care if you got an A or a B. I want you to learn what I'm teaching you. Nexus is not about you are an honor student. Nexus is about the fact that can any doctor walk into the hospital and say, yes, you know, my name is Dexter Ponents. Um, I'm a surgical, and I'm just looking for a job. Yeah, sure, Dexter, go up there. Get Dexter a white coat, and, you know, get a white coat, and I go up there. And here's a scalpel. Go ahead and do your thing. No credentials, no background. I mean, that's what you do. You make ministers out of anybody. And you wonder why the church is a mess. I want you to think about when that doctor started cutting up something, killed that patient, the parents of that patient, the family of that patient, going to go back and say, oh, beautiful, beautiful hospital, don't you go there, child, they butchers. That's why they don't want to come to church. I mean, as psychologists, as a social worker, we had to get a certain amount of credits every year. I had to keep going to school. When you become a pastor, you ain't got to study no more. All you have to do is have a sweet tongue. That's it. You can have a sweet tongue, convince people to give their money, and they get nothing in return. It's a beautiful job when you're a crook. So crooks are attracted to it. I had people come to me, I'm just going to tell you the truth, not even married. Girls pregnant, he's a mess. Talking about, yeah, I'm pastor so-and-so. get that self-made pastors or you went online and typed something up asked a few questions they print you out a receipt and a certificate it's a shame how Satan has made a mockery of the church and we let it happen anybody can be a prophet anybody they'll tell you any general thing somebody here going through something obviously But y'all are, oh my God, he's, he's deep. Stop, wake up. Okay, let me stop. He said, look, humble, pray, seek my face. Watch this. He said, and do what? God, listen, you can't be a pastor living in sin and tell somebody else to get out of sin. You can't be a pastor or a minister, tell somebody to pay their tithes and you don't pay yours. You can't be a pastor sleeping on your family, sleeping against your husband or against your wife when you got three boyfriends or three girlfriends. You can't. You just can't do it. But y'all do it. Y'all let them. And what, guess what happened? When you find out, you know what they say? Um, I just want to offer my apology. It's okay, pastor. We love you, pastor. We bought you a Mercedes. That old Negro Ponex in there, we, mm, we ain't giving him nothing. 
pray for me, Calvin. Okay, here we go. He said, turn from your wicked ways. You, you, you got to live right, folks. I'm going to show you that. I'm going to show you that. He said, first word was if. The next one was then. If you do this, then. Which means I will respond to what you do. When you move, humble, pray, seek, turn, then I'll move. Do you see what he's saying? Then will I hear from heaven. Angels going up. Man, Egypt changed his life. Bless him with a house. Bless him with a lovely family. Bless his family. Why? He will send it, send it back down. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. He ain't got to have it yet. Credit score can be 500. I don't care what the, that's, that's, that's that kingdom. My kingdom, speak it. The house will come. The car, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. All you got to do is believe it. That's why when a man changes in his house, the whole house changes. They don't believe what I'm saying. Okay, he said, he said, then will I hear from heaven. Then will I forgive their sins. Then will I heal their land. Do you know what healing their land is? That's your money. Y'all don't believe me. You got to stop reading the Bible in 2022 Western terminology. You have to read the Bible in this terminology, in Eastern terms. Owning land is wealth. Cattle is wealth. When he's telling you, I will forgive your sins and heal your land, that means he's going to heal your money. He's going to heal your property and everything you own. If you humble yourself. If you talk to me. If you seek my face, when you move, I move. This is the alignment of God. He set it up, and Satan don't want you to even think about it. All right, let's, we're going to keep going. Let me show you something else. I got to show you something else. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Turn to Joshua, first chapter of Joshua. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Okay, I want to show you something. We're going to go to uh, verse 2. I want to show you this. This is, this, is, this is good. All right, here we go. Joshua. Chapter 2, it's coming up, it's coming. First chapter of Joshua. All right, all right, okay. Uh, this good teaching? Y'all enjoying this teaching? Oh, okay, okay. Well, no, no. Okay, uh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. He's working on it. All right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to move ahead of him, and when he get up, we get up there. Okay, you got your Bibles. Turn to Joshua chapter 2. All right. He said, listen what he tells Joshua. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead, okay? Uh, now, therefore, arise. Now, I want you all to understand something. When he said, Moses, my servant is dead. We understand. We know Moses is dead. But I want you to get this. I'm trying to translate from 20, from back in those days in B.C. to 22. Okay. Whatever you depended on is gone. See, this, this is how I read it. I want you all to understand this. This, this is how I read it. And, and, and don't get me wrong now. I, I'm no better than you because I went through it. God had to remind me four years ago, Dexter. Your job is gone. <laughs> it's gone. And not only is it gone, and, they, and, I, and I know you was good because I put an anointing inside of you. Because you're good that you will probably end up going back as soon as you go. So I shut everything down. Remember that message? Shut up! And what? Close it down. Remember that? Oh, y'all already, okay, huh? He, he, I, I got to make sure you don't go back. He did an Elisha thing. So he's telling you, my Moses, my servant is dead. But I want you to understand, whatever you depended on, or even depending on now, it's gone. Whenever you deal with God, it's gone. Even if you have a job, you don't depend on it. In other words, you don't need your job to pay your bills. 
That's what he's trying to tell you right here. It's gone. It's nothing wrong with having your job. It's wonderful to get your job, get your money, save your money, because you don't need it if you do what God wants you to do. It's, it's nice, right? Okay, listen. Okay, here we go. Good. Moses, my servant, is there. Now, therefore, arise. Get up. You got to do something. He said, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which, what? I am giving to them. The children of Israel. What? I am giving to them. Now, all y'all English majors, I was a math man, so maybe I'm not all that great in English. I am giving to them. Is that present, past, or future tense? Huh? Huh? Presence. Okay. I am given. Do they have the land? Not yet. So the, the, the possession of the land is what? Future, right? Okay. The conversation is present. The possession of the land, like, I, you don't have it yet. I haven't even gave it to you yet, right? But I'm going to give it to you. That's what he says, right? Which I am giving to you or to them, right? It's the children of Israel. Go, go to verse 3. Now watch this. Pay attention to that. Look at verse 3. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. Wait, wait, wait. Go back to two. Wait. Two, you said, I'm going to give it. Three, he said. Now go back to three. He said, everywhere you put your foot, it's yours. Wait, you say you're going to give it to me. It don't matter because once you do it, once you see it, once you can imagine it, that's why meditation is so important. See, meditation makes you sit down and you get, begin to hover. You begin to see it. You begin to believe it. You open your eyes. You speak it. God said when you speak it, the angels go up. I send them back down. It's done. Even though he hasn't even left from that spot yet, God said, uh-uh, uh I'm going to give it to you. But once your foot get there, it's yours. Do you see that? Listen. Remember before we bought the building? God said he sold me the same thing. Everybody was trying to buy the building. Calvin, you don't know about this man. African came in here with a suitcase, and I'm not going to say I'm broke, but I just didn't have nothing in my pocket. He had a suitcase of $500,000. I would not lie. I have never seen that much money. $100, all $100 bill. He walked into that office because we didn't own all the property then. He opened a briefcase, and he said, I want to buy this building. And I'm looking, I'm like, boy, he said, thank God I'm saved. I'm like, are you crazy? Call the owners. Owner, one of the representatives came over. He looking, and I'm like, surely this man is going to take this money. Then the building was priced, the whole property is for a million dollars. He said, well, you take this, I get a loan for another 500000 You take this, write up papers. He said, no, sir, we're not interested. I'm telling you what, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there. When the man left, walking out of here with a suit and his briefcase of a half a million dollars, me and one of the representatives is in that office laughing. But in the back of my head was like, oh, people actually walk around with that? Did you see that on TV? So I'm sitting there when after the representative, he said, uh, how's great day doing? I'm like, we ain't got a half a million dollars, I tell you. So he said, oh, where are you guys at? I'm like, well, sir, we're still working on it, you know, blah, 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 blah. Our goal was to raise $350,000. He walked out. 
You know what God told me? God said, I'm giving it to you. He told me that before we move here. But then he said, everywhere your foot tread, I have given you. You know what I did? <laughs> I got up. I walked all the way around. I called my wife on the cell phone. I said, babe, I'm walking. I said, um, put in the group me. Y'all, some of y'all remember. Tell them to meet me on church on Saturday. D -d Didn't I? And I said, I want everybody to come, every leaders. I want all my leaders to come on Saturday. I brought everybody in this room, and I had lined everybody up. I said, we're going to walk around because God said so. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. You got to see it. All we saw was this. God said, no, I, the only way I can give you, you just can't see the church. You got to see everything. We just walked. Everywhere you want, walk, and I give it to you. Now, y'all got to hear what I'm saying. You, you can't just stop, but you got to believe the Bible for what it says. Watch this. Okay, drop down. Drop down to the next verse. What is it? Seven. Watch this. Let me show you something. Before you to do this, don't just start doing this. Don't, don't you go to somebody's house and walk around. You might get shot. Okay. But, but, but why? You have to be qualified. Listen to me. You, 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 see, you, you can't be a self-proclaimed Christian. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You have to ask God. Everybody in here has sinned. The only difference is some of us said, Lord, we saw it, and some of you still doing it behind closed doors. That's the only difference. If you stop doing behind closed doors and say, Lord, please forgive me, he will welcome you. Look what he says. Listen, he said, he told them, only be strong and very courageous. Why? Because things is not going to look like they appear. Things is going to look real bad. You're going to try to figure out, I'm losing my job. I'm, you know, I'm losing my woman. I don't know how I'm going to pay for this. I'm, how I'm going to do this. I mean, you know how embarrassing it was, you know, I'm coming from, I'm the man. I have a degree, okay, and, and I have two degrees, and I'm driving a, a car that you can hear around the block. My wife know I'm not lying. We used to, I used to have to kid and uh, uh, um, holding to kid, I mean, holding tight and have to kid on the porch. And, and, and in Trenton, it was a one-way street. To get to our street, you had to go down one way and come around the other way because of one way. We used to sit on the porch, and God knows I'm lying. She knows I'm not lying. We'll sit on the porch, and then, and, I mean, you, we're in Trenton, folks. We're in the city. And then I'm like, oh, wait, shh. Your mom coming. That's how loud the car were. So I would, we would stand on the porch, and before she even get to the street, we heard her on the other street. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. One day, one day we went to uh, Pizza Slut, I mean Pizza Hut. We went to Pizza Hut, and we was coming out of Pizza Hut, and I said, baby, stop. I said, it's a shame we have to keep listening to this car. I said, what kind of car you want? She know I'm not lying. She said, what do you mean? I said, just, just speak it. What you want? She said, I don't know. I said, come on, girl, you got to know what you want. What you want? She said, a Volvo. I said, okay, that's going to be a Volvo. The next car we got, Volvo. Oh, y'all looking at me. See, you, why come to church and don't believe what's being preached to you? It's dumb. Okay, let me stop. Let me stop. I got to hurry up. He said, he said, listen, he said, be strong and courageous. It's not going to look that way. It didn't look like she was going to get it. We was living paycheck to paycheck with a hundred and some dollars in the savings. I lied to you now. Okay, we'll leave it alone. He said, may observe to do all, do all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. You got to live this thing the best of your ability. He said, do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left. Don't compromise. That's all he's trying to say. Do it, right? He said, that you may prosper. If you do it, he said, don't turn, then you will prosper. What? Wherever you go. That means you name it, walk it. I'm insane. I'm still claiming a house that somebody else bought and somebody else living in it. And I'm like, still mine. Oh, I'm waiting. <laughs> y all, y all. 
I'm going to give my testimony. Y'all keep thinking I'm crazy. But the word said that you may prosper wherever you go. That's where you go, whether you move here. See, listen, you can move out of town. If you're a mess in Jersey, you're going to be a mess in Texas. If you're a mess in Jersey, you're going to be a mess in North Carolina. If you're a mess in Jersey, you're going to be a mess. You got to change yourself here before you come out going, well, I just, I just, God told me I need to get out of here. No, he told you you need to get right. Stop. Okay, keep, go to verse 8. That, that's the requirement. You got to get qualified. Okay. I'm only saying that because if you're not qualified, I want you to get excited about getting qualified. If you are qualified, start seeing it. Start, start feeling it. Start believing it and get it. Okay, here we go. Watch this. He said, this book of the law shall not depart from what? Your mouth. Speak it. It shall not leave. You can keep talking about it. Pastor, long when it. Oh, my God. What time is it? Don't we got to go somewhere? Go ahead and leave. You got to keep speaking it. Watch this. But you shall meditate. What is meditation? Meditation is getting in that point that you can come out of that body. Lay the body there. That body is cursed. He don't want to have nothing to do with it. You come out of that body. And when you see what God promised you, Dr. King saw it. He said, I had a dream. A dream is, meditation is sort of like a dream or a vision. Little black boys in the background. He said, I seen over the mountaintop. That means I went over and I looked with little black boys and little white girls with joined hands together. With little, little black boys and little white girls. And Catholics and Baptists and everyone. He said, you know, he, he saw it before it even happened. You can see it wherever God is taking you. God would allow you to see it. Why? Because what you sin is spiritual. What you sin is the kingdom of God. It just hasn't manifested in the kingdom of heaven. But he'll let you see it. He said, said, don't let it come out of your mouth. He said, but meditate in it. Notice he said, in it, not on it. He said, in it, not on it. What does that mean? Okay, don't just come here, sit here, and think about it. I'm thinking on uh, my house. No, I want you to get out of that spirit, and I want you to get in what you see. I I want you to be able to see yourself in that car. See yourself in that position. See yourself in that house. See yourself healed and delivered. He said, when you meditate in it day and night, you know what you're doing? You're making it happen. The angels are going to go up that ladder, (laughs) and it's going to come down. He said, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. You will make your way prosperous. He said, and then, here's that word then, first then. Then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. One of the ABS Bibles say, then you will succeed at whatever you want to do. That's what it says. Okay, I'm done. I'm going to show you one more scripture. And I'm done. All right. Take it to my last one, man. Take it to my last one. I want to show you something. This is Mark 11. Okay. Watch this. I want you to get this. God is, he's, he's already aligning. Heaven is open right now. It's open right now. He's, he's, he's waiting, I'm telling you. And, 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 and see, he, 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 he's he coming at me, man. I'm not lying to you. He, he got me busy. He got me stressed. I'm not worried, but he got me busy, got me stressed because I'm trying to do a million things. And, he's, and he, see, that's what he do. He keep you busy and keeps you distracted so that you can't do what God needs you to do. I'm trying to tell you. Listen, you got Joshua 11? Okay. I mean, Mark 11. Mark 11. Okay. I turned to it. He said, turn to it. 
Which one to turn to? All right. Mark 11. It's coming. It's coming, folks. Turn your Bibles to Mark 11. I'm going to show you something. I promise you I'm done. All right? All right. Here we go. Here we go. Um, uh, oh, I'm in 10. I'm sorry. Where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Okay. Listen. We're going to start at um, 20. Now, now, why he's doing it, we're going to start at verse 20. Mark 11. This is, this is when Jesus and the disciples was on their way. And Jesus was hungry. Okay? We get it up there? Okay, good. And Jesus was hungry. All right? And, 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 uh, um, and they were on their way. And um, when Jesus saw a tree from afar, I don't want to get all into that because that's, that's, that's kind of irrelevant. I just want to give you a quick background. He saw leaves on the tree. Now, now it's kind of irrelevant, so I'll tell you about that part. You know, see, you may not know about fig trees, and I had to study fig trees. When you see leaves on the trees, see, on, on a fig tree, the fruit comes before the leaves. See, figs is small, right? But when the, on a fig tree, before the fruit blossom, the leaves blossom. So if you're from a distance and you notice a fig tree and you see leaves on it, you know there's fruit. Because the fruit comes before the leaves. So if you see leaves, so Jesus is far off and he sees leaves on a fig tree. He gets up to the fig tree, but there's no fruit. <laughs> In other words, the tree was harvesting. It was supposed to be harvesting. Y'all better hear this. I'm the vine. You are the branches. Remember that last week? In other words, God see leaves on you. It better be fruit. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Okay, here we go. So, 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 so when he got to it, there was no fruit. And remember, the, the, the purpose of the tree was to provide for the hunger. That's the purpose. You have a purpose. Some of y'all on my, on, on uh, what, what test was that? That was the demonology or the prophecy test. And I had asked y'all, why was God created? No, and, and I highlighted created. And I put all those things to till the ground to do this. And I knew I was going to trick some people up. I said, why were you brought here? Man was not made to till the ground. Man was not made for the kingdom. The kingdom was made for man. Y'all better understand that. Oh, man, I, I forgot somebody didn't take their test. Okay, shoo, I'm sorry. I just gave an answer. You got it wrong now. So listen to me. Um, <laughs> just got to be fair, right? So listen, listen. So, so, so you, you got to understand. You got to understand how this process works, right? So you didn't produce. So what good are you? Watch this. So then the next morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up because Jesus cursed the tree because it didn't produce. He cursed it. All right. Um, um, so when he cursed it, he kept going. The next morning, which is less than 24 hours later, they come back by the tree. Right. When they come back by the tree, the tree is all dried up. Okay. Go to the next verse. Right. So then, and Peter, remember Peter, Peter remembering Jesus cursing it. And then Peter said, teacher, look, like he's all excited. Right. And he said, the tree which you cursed well, yesterday has died or withered away. He, he's all excited about it, you know. And, 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 and so, so Jesus cursed it. Right. When he cursed it, the tree just a tree. They walked past the tree. Jesus mad because it didn't produce the fruit. It didn't do what it's supposed to do, what it was created to do. The next morning, less than 24 hours later, they come back right Peter sees it. Oh, my God, look, Rabbi, look. The tree is withered away. The tree has died. Watch this how Jesus responds. Go. Then Jesus answers to tell, have faith in God. What, 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 is, what is God, what is Jesus saying? Jesus saying, I didn't kill the tree. I sent a memo to God. And when I sent the memo to God, cursed this tree, God from heaven sent it back down, die. He said, not me. Notice Peter said, Peter said, hey, look, 
The tree you cursed yesterday, it died. Jesus didn't take credit. Jesus said, have faith. Faith is what? Trust. He said, trust God. If you say it, trust him that he's going to deliver it. Don't you say anything that you don't trust God will deliver it. That's the message he's sending to Peter. Whatever you say, trust it. Watch this. Look at the next verse. Have faith in God. He said, for surely, there's that word again. He said, I guarantee it. He's doing it again. He said, I guarantee it. Watch this. He said, I say to you, whoever say, speak. Here they go again. Whoever says to this mountain, be moved, be removed, and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt. That's important. If you say it, believe it with no doubt. Look what he says. He said, in his heart. Folks, don't you sit here and go, well, I'm going to see if this thing works. It ain't going to work. You got to know it's going to work. You got to see how it's going to work. You got to speak that it will work, and you got to believe it that it's already done. That's faith. He said, if you can do that in your heart, but believe that those things you say will be done, he said, he will have what? Whatever he says that's powerful that's what he said he's telling Peter whatever you say if you believe it whatever comes out of your mouth you shall have whatever you say the angel's gonna go up on that ladder tell God Candace says this okay send it back down 24 hours 30 whatever it's come back down oh my god I just got a phone call whatever you say Go to the next one. Watch this. Listen to it. He said, therefore, okay, <laughs> that's the conclusion. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, that's why you have to be careful. Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe it, that you will receive it, and you will have it. Do you see this? This is Christ. He's telling you this. If this is true, why do we live the way we live? Doubt? No relationship? Live in a certain type of way and then we're not supposed to be? Check yourself. If you, if you got it, you know, man, I'm living right. I'm doing what I'm saying. And what you're not doing, ask God, Lord, help me. Help me with my situations and my circumstances. Lord, I believe you. Pray right. Humble yourself. Seek his face. Then call up on heaven. When God sends it, he'll send it back down. When God receives it, he'll send it back down. It's yours. He has heaven and earth or the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven aligned properly. And whatever you do, he'll do. If you bind it, he'll bind it. That's what Jesus did. Jesus, bind, I bind this tree. 24 hours later, God bind it in heaven. You loose it, I'm, I'm, I'm loosing this account. 24 hours later, it's loose. You got to believe it. You got to, he said, notice what he said, night and day. Go to bed talking to God and, and, and meditating on the word. Wake up talking to God and meditating on the word. You do not have to get on your knees. You can meditate driving. I used to love going, the only thing I don't like is traffic. I love driving. You know what I like driving? Because ain't nobody in the car but me. And I, 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 I turn off the radio. I put my phone down. Sometimes it's a phone that messes me up. Turn off the radio. Turn the thing down. You know what I do? I just meditate. And when I meditate, you know what God do? He drives. Y'all think I'm lying. I, I come out of my meditation and I'm there. 
it's almost like I was on autopilot. Y'all think I'm lying. I'm just talking to him, and he just go, okay, let the Holy Spirit drive. Y'all say that. He wants you to do it. Come on, man. Y'all looking at me. We got to believe it. Huh? Okay, come on. Stand on your feet. Come on, come on, come on. Come on stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. I didn't forget. You take that. You take it. Amen, amen. Don't we serve an awesome God? Oh, man. I hope y'all getting this teaching, man. I, I hope y'all getting it. I really do. I hope y'all believe it. I hope y'all, when all of y'all come to church, you know, I, I want you to put it to practice. And I want you to see the manifestation of God. It, 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 see, Satan was getting to me, you know, by the words he's saying, because he can't get to me. He, he got to me trying to get to y'all. He's trying to say, they ain't going to do it. I, I, I want to see you blessed and prosper in everything that you do. God wanted, he said, it is my will. God said, it is my will that every man shall prosper and be in good health. You know, Bruce Willis just sold $60 million of his properties. $60 million worth of property because he's found out that he has a, a, a serious illness. I sat there and I'm like, man, would I like to own those properties and have that illness or just own my little, my little house and stay healthy? I take my house and my health. Prosperity is bigger than $60 million. Understand how God is blessing you. Some of you are filthy rich. Come on, give God some praise. Come on, come on, give me some praise. Amen. Listen. Whatever you want to do in life, meditate on it. Envision it. I don't care if you want to be a doctor, own your own business. I don't care if you want to go to the NBA, NFL, be a model, be a dancer. Be a, I don't care whatever you want to do. Envision it. And follow the path that God shows you. I want you to meditate on it day and night. I'm serious. Think about it. Whatever it is that you want. If you already own the business, imagine how your business will prosper. See it. God already showed me in a dream about this church. I believe it. I believe it so much that every, every building we was looking at, I used to keep the piece of the paper in my pocket. And I used to look at it. And, I, and everybody who's been with me for long, I'm like, okay, this is not it. Maybe this is a, a stop ground, but this is not it. This is not our final home. You won't believe when I see the blueprint of this building and the drawing that God gave me like in 2005 or something like that. That's how amazing God is. You have to see it, but you also have to believe it. God is awesome. Hey, listen, um, we, we appreciate everything that you guys do. And I, and I love all of you guys. Always, you know, Easter Sunday is coming around. Invite at least one friend. If you believe that you can help change their life, because that's what this church is about. It's about life changing. Hear what I'm saying. It's about life changing. Don't let nobody sit there and worry. But he said, this, this book of the law, you should meditate. You know, don't depart from it. Left or right. I want y'all to, to understand what I'm saying here. Don't depart from left or right. And all you hear is what you can't do. Let me tell you something. Just about, and I'm saying just, just about whatever the world has to offer, God has it for you. He just don't want you to abuse it. Because abusing anything can cause you to get in trouble. Don't worry about giving your life to God. Hear what I'm saying? Don't worry about giving your life to God that you're going to lose out on something. Okay? You're not. 
you're going to gain. But you, what you're doing is putting, you're putting rules in your life. That's all you're doing. Whatever you enjoyed before, you can enjoy it saved. Don't let the devil lie to you. I don't care how young you are or how old you are. Well, maybe when I get older. I said the same thing when I was 22 years old. I was in college. I got an apartment right down the street. I'm A5. Come on, man. A5 with apartment down the street from the college. And I'm good and chocolate and bow-legged. I don't care what y'all say. I had plans. God said, choose this day. And I thought, I'm going to look, can I just have one year in this place? One year. The lady was nice enough to give me my, de- my deposit back. I was like, God, just one year. God said, no. Now I, I'm living now. I know why God, God, if I ever let that fool get it, he, he ain't never coming to me. I trusted him. I gave my life. This is two weeks after I gave my deposit. I guess that deposit was to God. And this, this boy crazy and serious. You hear what I'm saying? And I never look back. Folks, live for God. Offer him something that he do not have because he gave it to you. Your life. He can't take it unless you offer it to him. And you let him rule. And I'm telling you now, it's divine. We're going to pray. But. I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you. I know that we have to continue to work on trying to show appreciation to each, to all of you. And we're getting there. We're getting there, okay? To me, we're two years behind because of COVID. Just be patient with us. The floor, we're raising money for the carpet. We're going to eventually tear this thing up. We're getting there. Not just the beauty of this building, but the beauty of your building. We're building on it. We're getting better. But I would like to say thank you so much to each and every one of the adjutants. All, your ads, all of you guys worked so hard to make Lady and myself very comfortable. And you guys really worked. So I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and probably like every now and then within a year, probably like four times a year, we're going to appreciate everyone. I've already appreciated one person. That particular person, I think it was Kayla Lloyd. But I didn't do it openly. I, I did it after service. Um, but, but based on what people had said during the January, February meeting, well, I decided to do it openly now. Usually I kind of do things, you know, in behind closed doors because to show my appreciation. So, you know, people wants to see it in the open, so I decided to do it in the open. So today I would like to appreciate another one of my avid, uh, adjutants, um, Egypt Lovett. Amen. God bless you, my brother. Everything that you do. Here's a little something-something from us, from Lady and I. Um, you know, you take a few of y'all out the fan. Don't do everybody. It's not enough in there. You know, but just say thank you for all that you have done. Amen. Come on, give God one more praise, everybody. Hallelujah. Now bow your heads with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for each and every one, the musicians, the psalmists, oh, Father God, the ministers, and everyone who came to the altar and was praying. Oh, my God. Lord, allow the prayers to manifest from your men and women's mouth, oh, Lord, to the, the recipient that was standing before them. Bless them right now, Father God, in the name of Jesus. If it's in your will, oh, Father God, in whatever manner, 30, 60, or 100 fold, in whatever need they might have, oh, Lord, touch right now, Lord. I thank you for opening your doors. I thank you for your word. Allow it to go inside, oh, Father God, not on stony ground, not amongst weeds, but let it be on the good soils that it can may take root and that may 
prosper, oh Father God, inside of each and every one of your people, oh Father God. Bless this building, bless this campus, bless every worker, bless everyone who loved this ministry and make the enemies of this ministry your footstool, oh Father God, in the name of Jesus. As we leave this place, oh Father God, we shall not leave your presence. Show some love, oh Father God, to each and every one as they show love to each other that we may know that they are your disciples indeed. So God, I thank you for your grace and for your mercy. We ask you this things in all things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. One more